by the fans for the fans covering all four major sports in the district of champions it's the dc crossover podcast with your hosts mike cerrone and ben simpson hello and welcome to another episode of the dc crossover episode 27 i am ben simpson that is mike cerrone follow the show on twitter at the dc crossover uh, for the main show account and at Cerrone 16 for Mike's hot takes. Uh, and then, of course, follow the TikTok, DC Crossover Podcast on TikTok. That is where the money is made. Money that is, is where made. we get a lot of uh, a lot of engagement on, on the talk. So definitely be oh, sure yeah. to check out those videos because um, they're just clips of the show. But uh, you can also find the full video episodes on YouTube. We don't really promote those that much because it's literally just the same show you're listening to right now, just in full video form. But uh, if you're interested in checking out, if you're a YouTube consumer, like a lot of people are nowadays, you have the option. Uh, and we did want to, we'll be talking about them a little bit later on in the show, um, but we are officially a DraftKings sponsor podcast, which is pretty exciting news. Uh, this, we we kind of teased it on the show. We've been talking about this for a while now, uh, but it seems to have come to fruition. So you will hear some DraftKings ads for the next, I don't know, uh, 12, 13, 14 weeks, something like that. Um, so, you know, that's exciting. I mean, that uh, all that means basically for you listening is uh, it's only good for you because that means we're going to continue to put out content because we're actually getting people to be interested in it from an advertiser right. perspective. Right. So, yeah, definitely big news. I mean, the biggest thing is is that, you know, we always said, like, you know, the money line sponsored by DraftKings. Now it's officially sponsored by DraftKings because – uh, it, it wasn't like we weren't sponsored before. We are a part of a network that is sponsored by DraftKings, so technically we were still part of that. But right, this is a personal partnership just with us to the point where we are communicating with uh, you know the ad consultants and so on and so forth uh, in that realm. But as Ben said, you'll hear live reads stuff like that, promo codes, different things of that nature uh, throughout the episodes um, and so on and so forth. Uh, but overall, it's it's a huge deal, you know. For us, it's a yeah. huge deal. We love betting. We love using DraftKings. I know I use DraftKings almost every single night, which is a it's a it's plagued my bank account. Um, but at the <laughs> same time, you know, it, it's it's a huge deal, and we're really happy about it. And hopefully, it leads to other things. Yeah, and it's a good time to to have this happen because obviously the seasons are changing a bit, and now we're heading into. Uh, hockey season. Well, hockey season's already begun yeah. now at this point. We're going to talk about some caps today. Uh, Wiz Kids kick off on Wednesday this week. Uh, the whole NBA kicks off on Tuesday, but the, the Wizards play Wednesday. And so we're getting back into the swing of things here. I mean, it's football's been king uh, so far. I mean, through the first five, six weeks of the season. Now we will be talking other things than just commanders. So for those at home who are like, ah, I'm so tired of hearing how terrible the commanders are, well, we will be talking about some of these other teams for sure um, as their seasons approach here. And, um, yeah, definitely definitely some caps talk. And that means we will be bringing back our rewind segment, which we will get to in a moment where I'll kind of recap uh, the previous uh, week in uh, D.C. sports, but mainly the caps because they played multiple games. Yeah. Uh, but, yes, we were talking about betting um, and obviously you know bet responsibly, all that good stuff. But we were we were joking over the weekend how you and I I think need to retire from the college oh. football specifically betting wise. It is it is definitely the area that I mean I watch so much college football 
and I like feel like I should be better at betting on those games, yep. but I'm just not. It's like literally like whatever I think is going to happen, the opposite what happens every single time. It is it has been rough this month for sure, but basically this whole season for college football. Yeah, so uh, I just brought up my DraftKings account, and I know for oh, no. a fact that um, that I only put in I think about three parlays. If I'm not mistaken, let's see one, two, three. Uh, oh wait, hold on, it's jumping around on me. Uh, one, two, three, maybe four. I don't know, maybe five. I don't know. I, I I'm losing track. Uh, <laughs> uh, actually, no, a couple of these I think are uh, are other uh, days. Um, so. I lost one parlay um, by three, which didn't really help me, or excuse me, by one, uh, which didn't help me. Obviously, the Alabama-Tennessee deal, uh, which we'll get into right. later as well. I had the under 73 and a half, and there was like 125 points scored, apparently. It was unbelievable. And the funny thing was, it's an alternate as well. Uh, so I added like right. six points to it. Um and then I had to cash out a stupid bet because Eastern Michigan screwed me, royally screwed me for the second time uh, this year. Um, and the funny thing <laughs> is, is that I bet on them two weeks ago, and they didn't even cover the spread against a, a terrible UMass team. Then I bet against a, a terrible North, Northern Illinois team for Eastern Michigan, and they still got beat. And they got beat, I think, by 22 at home, and they were like – I don't even know, like seven and a half point favorites or something like that. It, it, it's just embarrassing because I literally hit, hit the FAU game. I hit Wisconsin. I hit, hit Oklahoma State. So I lost that one. So I had to cash out. And you know what the weirdest thing is? Is when you are sitting there and you're just scrolling, updating your uh, your cash out uh, amounts. Right, right. And all of a sudden yeah. you have to press the lonely cash out. And I cashed out one bet. Uh, I, well, technically I cashed out, cashed out that one. For like two twenty, uh, when I bet seven fifty on it. Um, but the funny thing was, one time I cashed out twenty seven cents, and that's because I didn't. I, I mean, the game was so out of hand. I was like, right. let me let me save some of my dignity and I mean, cash out this quarter. <laughs> you you've given me the advice in the past that. Any chance to make some amount of money, yeah. you got to take because sports are so weird and things happen yeah. where it's like just when you think, oh, yeah, no, there's no way I'm going to lose this bet. Something crazy happens. And so I, I've adopted that mentality with the cash out that you've inscribed in me and in that, hey, if you see positive money there and you want to cash out, go for yeah. it because you never know what's going to happen. So I, I, I cashed out a couple bets this weekend where. Maybe if I let him stay, I would have won a couple extra dollars or something. Right. But like overall, I think that's the way to play. Oh, I mean, yeah, it, it was rough. And that's what I'm saying is like the Eastern Michigan game, they just looked so terrible. And somehow it just, I just had that notion in my head like, all right, Northern Illinois is going to screw me again because they did last year twice. Uh, and it's, it's weird. I'm betting on these, these teams that like no one cares about that are in like right, the Western right. Athletic something or another. The WAC. Yeah, yeah, some weird conference and uh, the MAC and all these different, all these Big Macs. Uh, and the funny thing is, like, I sit there and I bet on these teams, but then all of a sudden they royally screw me every single time I bet on them. It's just, yeah, you gotta stop. It's just hilarious. Gotta stop. So it's like, I mean, <laughs> so I literally cashed out a bet because I was like, you know what, the game looks terrible. So I did get like two fifty eight or something like that back. But literally, those are the situations where I did, I did. Will I will say that I did bet um, a bet that it was a mixed bet. I think it was college football and baseball or something like that a few days ago. Um, and I held out, I held my ground. I, I, you know, I was like a uh, Hodor right. in game of Thrones. There you go. I was hold, hold the door. Hold the door. And I literally held on and I ended up getting, it was like a $40 win or something like that when I could have cashed it out for like 17. So I was pretty happy with about that, but I just look at it. And the funny thing is like, you know, NFL, I, I, I usually bet, bet well in NFL. I lost three parlays until the Sunday night game all by one. Uh, it felt great, um, but it's just it's just funny to me because you know you look at it and like we said about the cash outs, I keep scrolling. Once I just have a bad feeling, now I have that notion to scroll, 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 and then I, then, <laughs> then I have ones that are like cash out suspended, and I said, well, when is it not going to be suspended? I keep I've updated you for the last five minutes, and it's not coming back. So I don't know, man. It's just it's just it, it's a terrible feeling to sit there and cash out 
a measly, you know, George Washington quarter, and you're you're just like, I, I'm just gonna save the part of my dignity and don't even look at DraftKings the rest you of the night. You gotta do what you gotta do, man. You gotta do what you gotta do. And, and again, bet responsibly. And shout out to our sponsor, DraftKings, which we'll uh, tell you a little bit more about later on in the show. Let's hit the rewind button for a moment, and uh, just to kind of recap what what went on in the uh, previous week in. DC Sports, besides the Commanders, which we will get into, of course, that loss to the Bears on Thursday Night Football. But this is Caps Talk right now. They're the only other team playing uh, so far this season. They had three games to kick things off for their season. Uh, went one and two in those three games. Uh, I know, Mike, you watched all of them. I watched all of them. Um, actually, the funny one, I didn't watch the Montreal win. I watched <laughs> the two losses because I think I was watching baseball or whatever right. in the Montreal game. So, um, But I saw the loss to Boston 5-2 uh, for the Caps' first game of the season. Mantha and Sheary both scored in this one. Uh, Boston wins 62% of the faceoffs and... Uh, our, our new goaltender, Mike. You say it's Kemper, right? Yeah. That's how you pronounce yep. it. Okay. Yep. I, mean, I I know you hear it on the broadcast, but then in my mind, my always uh, when you see the U there, you're like, how do you say this? <laughs> Kemper, 25 saves on 29 shots. Not the best debut uh, for Kemper, but you lose to a good, you know, some somewhat good Boston team. Uh, another loss followed up was the Toronto loss the night right after. Uh, you had Nick Dowd and, and Johansson score in in the first. Uh, in first uh, period, and then since that, uh, after that first period, the Caps weren't able to score uh, again the rest of the game. Uh, the Caps also 0 for 5 on the power play. They went 0 for 10 through their first two games of the power play. We had Lindgren in net this time in game two. 36 saves and 39 shots. Not a bad night, but still a 3-2 loss to Toronto. And then the first win of the season, the one game I didn't watch. 3-1 <laughs> win for the Caps. Uh, TJ Oshie with a nice one, a goal and an assist. You had Mantha put in his second goal, as well as Connor Sheary, another goal for him. Uh, and Kemper, 21 saves on 22 shots for the game as the Caps go one and two for the week. And we will be, um, you know, when the Wizards games start up and that sort of thing, we'll also be recapping those games as they, as they happen. Right, the Caps right. a one and two week. We will get to the Caps and uh, because I definitely want to talk a little bit about them now that we have a chance to talk some hockey talk. Uh, but first, let's go back to the gridiron. Let's talk a little Commanders. We are the Commanders. All right. A win. A win is a win, Mike. 12-7 over the Bears. I don't know, though. <laughs> it's like one of those things where it's like, yeah, you'll take it, and will you even really, like, when week twelve happens, are you really going to look back and be and, at this win and be upset, or are you just going to be happy to see a a win in the win column? Right. But you know, there's there's definitely some different schools of thought there. But man, was that a miserable Thursday night football affair? I mean, it, the Thursday night football games, obviously, it's been joked about, but they've been terrible. Right. I mean, no teams can score. I mean. Uh, it was it was one of those. I mean, obviously the week prior, no touchdowns in, on the Thursday night game, and then this game, no touchdowns at least through the first half, right? And then it was, uh, you know, there was a touchdown in the third, I think. But I mean, this was ugly. A twelve-seven game. Yeah, you take the win, but this uh, this is one of the worst football games I think I've ever sat down and watched, <laughs> besides the week prior. Yeah, I mean, you just look at it in the last two Thursday nights. Just a touch on that is. I mean, it's it's kind of embarrassing because I, I feel bad because the sole fact that I like Herb Herbstreet. I mean, honestly, For you sure. know, listening to him, especially on college football broadcasts, you know, like he is basically the John Madden of college football. Like he is the guy that you know when his when he's on the game, the game's going to be a good one, you know. Yeah. But obviously he – you know, is, is adjusting uh, to the NFL game, and now he, you know, worked his way into the Thursday night uh, the booth, and he's gotten some terrible games. <laughs> and the funny thing is, yeah. you know, when the announcers and Al Michaels, Al Michaels is is, I mean, he he's literally as uh, he's a fossil. I mean, that guy yeah. is so old, but I mean, it's, he's still entertaining. But it's like he's a legend. He's a legend. It, but it's like he's he's just a fossil, you know, <laughs> with the mic. And it's just funny because now he just doesn't care. You know how when you get right. old enough and you don't really have to care what you say because everyone's going to blame oh, yeah. it on just being old? I mean, he got paid the bag by Amazon <laughs> to come over to do Thursday Night Football instead of like a national, I mean, the other you know broadcast network. So he's like, yeah, I'm going to. 
I'm going to relax a little bit, loosen the tie a little bit. Yeah. Now he's just been able to call terrible football games. Yeah, he, like that, that's what it's He been. takes the gloves off and just says whatever he wants because, I mean, he was making fun of Dan Snyder. He was making fun of just the game in general. I mean, it's just hilarious to me that, you know, you sit there and Al Michaels, who, like I called him a fossil, is sitting there just, you know, no holds barred, just doing whatever he wants, saying whatever he wants, and no one cares. Um, and uh, yeah. it, was, it was pretty funny. But overall... Like you said, the last two Thursday night games have been awful, and I don't know if they're going to get any better because Thursday night is usually the night where everyone's like, let's just pray we get a win. You know, everyone hates Thursday nights and all that kind of stuff. Right. So we'll usually see. a short week <laughs> and, and all that stuff. And yeah, it's usually like, oh man, we got to, we only have a couple days to prepare for this game. And yeah, it's, it's, it's never, never a pretty sight, but man, 12 7 is <laughs> ugly. It was ugly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's, you just look at the game and just say, you know, I picked them to win against Titans. They should have won. I mean, they had yeah, very, right. very late chance. And then I picked them to win against the Bears. And the funny thing is, is like mm-hmm. the Bears are terrible, but the Bears, I wouldn't say they dominated, you know, moving the ball down the field. Um, but you're, you're just looking at it and saying that their drive, their first drive wasn't great. And then all of a sudden we get the ball and we're like, you know what? Let's go down. Let's let's show them who's boss. All that kind of stuff. And our drive was even worse. I think we might have lost yards. I'm not even. I don't even remember. And it's and that's the funny thing is this team is just digressing in the in the sense that the more tape everyone has gotten on this staff and on this personnel, it, the worse they're getting. Because I think, and we can move right into it right now. I yeah. I, I think that. When you're looking at this staff in general, and Ryan Fitzpatrick said it on the broadcast, this staff doesn't—they don't adjust. Like they—they they don't play to the strengths of their personnel. They don't rearrange. I mean, this is the biggest thing. Compare Mike Shanahan and Kyle Shanahan with RG three to now Ron Rivera, Scott Turner, and Carson Wentz. Okay. And and the other other players in general as well. Uh, you're looking at William Jackson, for instance. So when they were with RG3, okay, RG3 is a runner. RG3 can beat you, uh, you know, hands down in a race, no matter what. I mean, he's 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 racing Seahawks. You know, if, if, is there even a Seahawk or is just a hawk? I don't even know what it is. He's doing that on Monday Night Broadcast and all that kind of stuff early right. in the season, and. You know, they readjusted the entire offense based on what he can do best, which was run. And yes, he did get hurt, so on and so forth. So then you look at what this offense has done and what this defense has done, and it's barely anything. Like, they're just plugging and playing, guys, and that's not how you win games. You have to look at your personnel and say, Okay, William Jackson is a zone guy, but he's or excuse me, a man guy, but they're playing zone. Right. Same with Kendall Fuller. And they're doing like they're just doing this with all their players and saying, This is how we're gonna play the game. This is how we're gonna do we're gonna we're gonna have bunch formations on the offense. We're gonna do this. We're, like, why do you do the same looks all the time? Like there's no uh, like there's no innovation on this offensive uh side of the ball, or even sometimes on the defensive side of the ball, where the only time we see positives are when those players are making plays themselves. It's not like, oh, we designed this play for Scott Turner. We designed this play where this guy's wide open. Now, I have seen certain things on broadcast where they're like, well, this guy was wide open, so he should have gone to that. That Well, the offensive line sucks. And I'm not going to blame right. the offensive yeah. line every single time because sometimes it is Carson's fault. But like, the problem when they sit there and they say, oh, well, we are getting guys open. It's, it's always a defensive you know, uh, presser. It's always defensive. There's always something brought up that they get salty about, or there's always something brought up that they have to defend or whatever. It's like, there's just no innovation. There's, there, there's no game planning. There's no adjusting. We've said adjustments time and time again with this staff. And it's like, I just don't understand where this whole entire mantra of we need to you know, uh, defend everything we do because it's us against the world. It's like, no, it's not us against the world. These reporters out there like John Kime, you know, uh, and so on and so forth. I can name a bunch of others. Those type of guys are sitting there asking the hard questions, but they're not answering them. They're just defending what they did. They didn't answer, oh, well, why do you think Carson did this? Well, no. Well, we called this play and this play. Like, 
you're 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 not answering the question. You're just you're, you're just right, blabbing right. on about defending a, a what Jack did or or what Scott Turner's mantra was or that Cole Turner was wide open or something stupid to the point where you're looking at you know the offensive line not blocking for him or or him not making a right read or whatever, dude. It's just it's just all over the place so that they just don't adjust and that's why we people call them dinosaurs because the game has passed you by the only person i think that you could say that's not a dinosaur that came back and had some success is joe gibbs and, and especially for this franchise not just in general for the nfl but joe gibbs you know he had a game plan he kind of he kind of rearranged what he used to do back for the super bowl teams and now when he came back you know you know 10 years ago 15 years ago whatever it was okay he came back and he's and he won two of the four years so you're looking at it and saying why can't they adjust? This this isn't 1987. Like you're not this, right, this yeah. team that, that 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 you know they play like that. It's just it just For it sure. makes me know it makes me go nuts. Yeah, no, it's it's extremely frustrating, and it's funny how the frustration still lingers even after a win. And one of the big uh, you know talking points, uh, especially starting back on Friday, was of course uh, the report that dropped Thursday morning. Yep. Uh, regarding uh, Daniel Steiner, and obviously covered a lot of different things. We'll touch on a, a little bit, but one of the things that was in the report was that Daniel Snyder uh, orchestrated the trade for Carson Wentz in the offseason in hopes of kind of, you know, hiding his own off-field transgressions and things like that. And so, you know, this was talked about uh, to Rivera in, in, in the press conference, and we're not going to play the clip of Rivera because we don't put cursing on the show, but I'll read just a quick transcript and, and, and bleep it out. But basically, Rivera said, everyone keeps wanting to say, I didn't want to do anything with Carson. Well, BS, said Rivera. I'm the effing guy that pulled out the sheets of paper and looked at the analytics and watched the tape of when we were in Indianapolis, and that's what pisses me off because the young man doesn't deserve to have that all the time. I'm sorry, I'm done. And he got off the podium uh, and headed back into the locker room. And uh, this is, I mean, I think the guy is just cracked at this point. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, this is multiple press conferences where he's getting defensive, as you're saying. He's having to, like, argue with reporters or fight against reports. And everything is always about Carson Wentz these days. And it's like, I feel like Ron is just done. Like, he's, he's cracking right now. Mm -hmm. And, like, I, I think... This isn't the last time we're going to see a combative run at a press conference this year because we're still early in the season, man. I mean, we still have, have some games to oh, go, yeah. and this team is not necessarily getting any better. And so I, I think there's going to be – these questions are going to keep happening. And my big thinking with all this stuff is like, hey, you know, you're you're – professional NFL head coach you've been asked tough questions before you got to do your job and be up there and and be a calm presence in all this stuff and usually that's what Ron is good at and he has not been that this year I feel like I mean I part yeah. of the thing is you bring Ron Rivera in because he is like the veteran head coach who is the calm guy in the podium he doesn't get overly ruffled or things like that we haven't been seeing that Mike I mean we're seeing seeing him storm out of press conferences we're seeing him drop <laughs> f-bombs left and right yeah I mean this is not the calm riverboat Ron that we kind of anticipated here uh at least this season for sure and that's what washington does to you i mean yeah it really does it breaks your brain literally you know how they say like <laughs> not getting political but they say sometimes like trump like broke people's brains just because of how wild he yeah. was in 2016 yeah. and like i think it's literally what rivera i mean what what not rivera what uh what working for the commanders does to you redskins commanders yeah. washington football team whatever you get here and suddenly like you lose all semblance of sanity and you just like lose your mind and you just it breaks you it literally breaks you it's crazy i mean rg3 you know he went through the ringer Kirk cousins went through the ringer i mean ron rivera i mean think about all the coaches that have come and gone yeah. through this program <laughs> in the last like couple decades it's the snyder experience man it's what you get when you come here you're getting put through the ringer and like a lot of guys think they can come in here and handle it ron rivera i'm sure was like ah, i can't be that bad <laughs> look at you now ron look at you now buddy yeah <laughs> and you look at what you said about coaches i mean there was a quote from steve spurrier saying like everyone was like how how can you work for that guy and all that kind of stuff how how did you walk away from the money because he resigned so he walked away right, from right. his contract and he was like, ah, oh, shucks, man. Like, you know, Dan Snyder gave me all that money to deal with that BS. You know, stuff like yeah. It's like, I mean, no, no, I don't know why he was from Arkansas. Uh, but, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but then you then you look at, I mean, look at Horny for Zorny. I mean, obviously, you know, you're looking yeah, at Jim yeah, Zorn. Yeah. This guy wasn't even uh, 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 what hired to do the – 
to, or, or he wasn't app. Uh, uh, I can't even talk. He wasn't applying. Sorry, he wasn't applying for the head coaching job. Was applying for some assistant job, and then right. no one wanted the job, so they just gave it to Zorn. It's like you just think about these coaches, what they have to go through when they get here, because it's like having Big Brother look over your shoulder and say. Man, I don't. I, I think we should do this. I think we should draft Dwayne Haskins. I think we should get Carson Wentz. I think we should, you know, may, maybe we should do that because he wants to be like Jerry Jones. He just wants. Oh yeah, he, exactly. That's what he, it all comes he, down. He came in and wanted to have a mentor, and Jerry Jones was his mentor and all this kind of stuff. So now yeah. he wants to be the guy that can go out there and get the big name players. You you can't. You're not. You can't do that. You're not a football yeah. person. You're a fan. Had Twenty years to do that. You haven't been able to. Do and that's that. and, like, and that's the problem. It's not going to happen. If it wasn't, if it hasn't happened now, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And that, and yeah. That, no, you're 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 spot on. Washington he, he, he breaks to be Jerry. you. Washington it breaks you, and that's what it does, it does. Because you have a name controversy. You got an owner that literally is is looking like a bum in in his own suite with sweats on and uh, frosted tips. Frosted. I had frosted tips when I was in middle school, dude. Like, get over <laughs> yourself. And it's just it's just terrible because this is what this franchise has come to and this is what this city has been been you know known for over the last 22 years or whatever it's been because right. it's just it's just right now like you said Ron Rivera used to have this big huge shield like a knight you know and, and, and yeah. a knight's tail hey Heath Ledger in a knight's tail and all of a sudden it's just starting to crack left and right no it is it is it's crazy and it's like I don't know. There's something about this this program, this football team. <laughs> There's always something. That's the thing is the 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 big issue I always have is you can never have a quote unquote normal Washington you know football season. There's always going to be some weird drama coming into play, or some news story comes out, or some player does something wild, yep. or Dan Snyder does something. I mean, there's always some drama here in D.C. when it comes to football, and like. I, d- I think does that suddenly stop when Dan Snyder's gone? Probably not, but I think it would help. I think it would help with some of this drama. I mean, the r- report that we brought up, and, and we won't spend too much time on this because we got a lot to talk about. But you know, the report brought up some of the things that you and I have talked about oh, on yeah. the show, and that uh, you know we've said on this show before even the report came out that. Dan Snyder has to have dirt on these other owners, which is why he hasn't been kicked out of the league at this point. I mean, like you look in the NBA, like guy like Steve Ballmer or some of these other guys that owners that have been kicked out of their respective leagues, and it happened fairly. Don quick Sterling, once, Sterling. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what. Sorry, Ballmer is the, the new uh, guy now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I was about to say he hasn't been kicked out. No, you're right, Donald Sterling, and like obviously different situations, but still, right. when a league really has the ammo to kick somebody out, they do it. And this league with Dan Snyder, he probably could have been kicked out for years now <laughs> at this point, and he's not because he's got stuff on these older, you know, rich guys that are right there with him, and and they've been on the boats with that he's been on, I'm sure, and they've been uh, doing some stuff again. What, all legend, what a party! I don't, I don't know anything <laughs> for sure, but I don't want to get in trouble here. But I just know that, like, he, and he said it in the report, like, uh, he's got dirt. He's got dirt on these guys, and there's a reason why he. He's still untouchable at this point. And that's exactly what you and I have talked about on the show. And that's the point in this article that doesn't make any sense to me because they said, oh, well, he didn't hire anybody to do this, blah, 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 blah. And, oh, well, I have dirt on these these, these MFers. They can't do anything to me. Or right, right. It's like, which one is it? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Like, there's it, two different sides of the story here. Yeah. And then... You look at also another. I, I don't know if it's a direct quote or something like that, but I believe it's a source to from an owner that said, "Oh, well, if he gets a new stadium, then I'm fine with it. I don't care." It's because all these owners care about is money. Number one, yeah, and also exactly. they yeah. like beating up on this team because there's always something that's surrounding this team that. The reporters have to go back and forth, back and forth with the head coach. And then all of a sudden it's reporter versus head coach. And then all of a sudden it's the media versus the staff. And also it's never about, Oh, this team is actually winning something. You know, this is actually doing pretty well. Like 2012 was a whole different animal. 2012, yeah. we were winning. We had a winning streak. RG three looked like the future, all these different things. And then all of a sudden that came crumbling down. And then it was all this controversy of, Oh, well the shanties versus RG three. And then, oh well, the Shanahan's—they they should be kicked out of town because they—they they got RG three hurt and all. It's like all these different things that just—I mean, we could literally sit here and make a list over the last oh yeah decade. You could go across every season for yeah, like you said, probably the last decade plus, and you could find 
you know, they're this. Oh yeah, remember when this happened? Like, remember yep. this whole controversy or this big news story? Like, they they never have a normal year. They never have like a hey, we just put together a pretty good football. T- I mean, there's always going to be something. Like, look, you look around the league. Like, like there's always going to be some sort of drama. Right. I mean, obviously, like there's or some sort of storyline. Like even looking in the division. Like, all right, you look at the Cowboys. All right, the the big controversy is like, all right, now Dak's going to be coming back. Is there a quarterback controversy? Like that is a news story, but that is not. It's not the same level of distraction that the commanders seem to always have. I'm like, right. you look at, I mean, the, the Eagles, there's always, there tends to be something going on. Giants, too, like it's, in past years, it's been like, is Daniel Jones the guy? And like, is that, but that's not, this owner <laughs> is like directly, you know, affecting these aspects of the day to day. And this coach has gone bananas and like all this other stuff. Like, it's different. The drama for the other teams is usually restricted to just the football field and like, personnel decisions there with this team it's like the football field the name the stadium the owners doing this the you know this and that it's like it goes so much beyond football right. that's where it's just nuts to me it goes so much beyond yeah it. i mean that's what the thing is is that you're looking at um you know like you mentioned other teams that have just football related issues which is what you expect because yeah, yeah. i mean you're you're, you're looking at you know, even across all types of leagues, you know, where, you know, we talk about Donald Sterling because that's one of the most recent ones and different things like that. You know, I, I just I just don't understand how you can survive with all this stuff going around. Now, yeah. again, when you are losing money for other owners, okay, then they start to take notice. But it's like, I just don't get how, I know they have NFLPA and the Owners Association or whatever the hell it's called and all the different all these different things. But it's like, wouldn't you think that if you were a CEO of a company, you know, whatever company, just pick whichever one out of the hat, and you had, you know, allegations here, you had shaving this here, doing whatever, all these different things. Don't you think that it would be a little easier? I mean, that's why they have like boards and stuff like that that they right, can vote right, you right. out. And it's like. Those people, I mean, look at, I mean, Steve Jobs, for instance, okay? Steve Jobs, I, I mean, now I don't know if it's all factual or not, you know, when the, in the two movies that they made um, with Michael Fassbender and Ashton Kutcher, but like in, in those in the past, he got voted out of his own company. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't understand how this is so difficult when I guess all the owners are the board, but they're just like, oh, well, you know, it's, it's Danny boy again. You know, it's like, yeah, it's, as long as it's not affecting their bottom line and as long as their skeletons don't come out of the closet, uh, you know, they're going to let Danny boy do whatever the hell he wants. I mean, that's just the fact. So that's all it's going to be. And like, I don't think it's ever going to change. That's why you and I both laughed at, at, at the ideas earlier in, in the offseason, things like that, that, oh, this will be it. This is now when Snyder's going to have to sell the team or he's going to have to do this and that. It's going to happen. It's not going to happen because as long as Daniel Snyder is going to stay the owner of this team until he decides he doesn't want to do it anymore. Like, that's the only time or he's, he's dead. forced out at this point. <laughs> or he's, Yeah, exactly. Or, like, <laughs> he gets put in prison or something. Like, I don't know. Beyond that... Even then, it would be like maybe he's just still calling the shots from jail. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what the be. situation would be, but yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll so this this story that came out on Thursday. It's like, yep, it's going to be it's it's news. It's talking fodder for a few days for us locally. In a couple weeks from now, all that's going to well, be forgotten. Well, if, you know. I mean, you know, the, the the whole entire point of it is that the, I think I think it was a quote in the article. The owners, number one, didn't want to talk about the team without Tanya being there. And then when Tanya was there, it was too awkward to talk about the team. It's like, yeah. okay, okay, if you want to boot somebody out or if you don't like somebody or whatever, there's got to be one domino that falls and then all the other ones start to follow. Because right. we're not going to go through each owner and see if they want to you know, keep them or not because they have to have 24 of the 31 um, uh, vote against them. But at the same time, it's just kind of like weird because when that also was read on the radio when I heard it. I was like, that doesn't make any sense though. If like, if you don't want to talk about the team because the owner doesn't show up or is absent or whatever, then you don't want to talk about the team when they are there. Like, what what are you gonna do? Like, what's the point? Because they all apparently in the article they said they all hate Dan. That's what they they have a common enemies, Dan Snyder, but they don't want to do anything about it. Now, yeah, it, they're also saying that it could be a bluff, which is. A, a given that could be a bluff but you know if you have skeletons in that closet 
you know, if, if you're doing this or doing that, obviously we're not going to do any allegations here. Um, sure. But, you know, the craziness that goes on when you have money, if you do have skeletons at closet, you're just zipping your lip and you're sitting back in the corner with a dunce cap on oh, saying, yeah. I, I don't, I'm going to look at the wall and I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. It's very interesting. I mean, it, 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 will anything change anytime soon? Probably not, but it's something to keep an eye on. That's all we can do at this point. Uh, and again, the NFC East standings as we wrap up the, the football side of things. Eagles 6-0, and Giants 5-1, and Cowboys 4-2, and Commanders 2-4. and Kind of sad when everybody else in the, in the division is having themselves a, a heck of a season <laughs> so far, and this team is yeah. uh, struggling. Um, let's, well, I, just, I don't want to spend much on the Caps because I do want to get to uh, – Michael has a snack today, so I'm excited for that. But I want to talk for a sec Capitals. about the Caps. Um, you know, just because we, we only have three games to go off of, so we're not going to be able to form a lot of – Giant opinions at this point. I right. uh, just wanted to kind of point off some guy, point out some guys that are having some good starts to the season. Obviously, TJ Oshi, um, you know, goals, assists, things like that. Three points through the first three games of the year. Uh, Anthony Mantha, who is a guy. The reason I point him out for sure because he was a guy when he came over from Detroit. Of, of course, um, was looked at as hey, maybe this guy can really bring a ton of value. Um, you know, uh, and he never really he he would have flashes here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like he still hasn't necessarily lived up to the billing. So it's it's really nice to see him get off to a hot start to the beginning of this season with those two goals. Um, and then as far as the, the goalies so far, Mike, I mean, Kemper has, has played in that twice so far. Uh, Lindgren once. Um, you know, I, I think Kemper had one not-so-great game and one pretty decent game, uh, obviously, with the with the win. Um, but anything stick out to you through these first? I mean, again, it's only three games. We're not going to spend too much time on this, but anything in particular stick out to you? Uh, obviously, through the first two games when they went 0 for 10 in the power play, that is not a good sign. Now, obviously, <laughs> yeah. you know, when you're missing some key pieces on the power play, especially Nicholas Backstrom, um, right. that's a that's a huge deal because Nick Backstrom is possibly, uh, if if not the best passer on this team, is a top three passer on this team. Um, and it, it's just it's troubling to see that. But I think that when you're looking at Anthony Mantha, as you mentioned, he has to step up because with Tom Wilson not being there and Nick Backstrom not being there, those are two top six forwards that aren't on your roster. Not to mention, you know, you might have some other guys that are nicked up or whatever it may be, plus the younger guys as well. That's why you see someone like Connor Sheary. He's stepping up. He's playing really yeah. well. Uh, he, he's flying around the ice, which is awesome to see. Um, but, again, we mentioned this team getting older. Tom Wilson's not one of those pieces that are older. Backstrom is. Ovechkin is. Oshi is. So you're, you're looking at these older pieces and saying, man, you really got to get a guy like Anthony Mantha to step up. Because Anthony Mantha, what is he, 27, I believe? Um, I think we got him when he was 26. So it might be one year off. I don't know, something like that. He's, he's mid to upper 20s. Um, so he needs to step up because he's got the legs underneath him. He's a big body. 28. 28. Okay, yeah, I thought I, I thought I might have been one year off. Um, he just turned 28 like a month ago. Uh, okay, so. okay, I'll give myself props for that. Uh, so, <laughs> but And then you look at the goalie situation. It's like, I think Kemper played a lot better in that first game than he's getting, uh, you know, credit for. Yes, you know, Brad Marchand and a couple others were out for Boston, but I think he was left out to dry in certain situations. I mean, there, yeah. there were some there were some easy shots in the lane. I mean, Patrice Bergeron um, had had a couple, uh, you know, good chances and whatnot uh, that are right in the crease, uh, or excuse me, right in front of the crease in the slot. And I'm just like. You can't you can't blame a guy for yeah maybe he did have a bad rebound or something like that but I mean I just didn't feel like he was playing bad now maybe that was just my biased opinion trying to say hey man I'm hoping this guy does really well yeah. and I was looking at all the positives and not the negatives but it's also just one game too yeah you know? so but but just looking at uh, the pedigree of what this team has in net now compared to years past especially last mm-hmm. year I mean there was an article not too long ago maybe like a month ago or something like that that compared everyone's goalie duos uh, throughout the league, and the Caps had the, the sixth-ranked goalie duo in the entire NHL. So you look wow. at last year, I mean, last year they probably had the 26th-ranked duo. Yeah, yeah. Vanacek and Samsonov, who are now off to greener pastures. Yep. Uh, they, Yeah, it, it is, I think it's nice to get that fresh, um, you know, fresh goaltender and things like that where – 
Um, in years past, it was, I mean, even look at last season, I was talking on the show about like, all right, is it Samsonov? Is it Vanacek? Right, yeah. like going back and forth, like who's going to be the guy to step up? It's With this situation, it's like, all right, we know Kemper's the guy. And then, but Lindgren there is a solid backup, and and heck, did a pretty good job in in, in his game that he was in yeah. that. So yeah, I think I'm more comfortable with the goalie situation where we don't have to really worry about the drama there. Uh, at least, hopefully not. Again, it's only three games, but it's been fun. I mean, I'm glad to have hockey back. Um, you know, the Caps, of course, you would like a little bit better results, but um, we'll see what happens this week. They play tonight against Vancouver as we're recording this on Monday. Then they got Thursday at Ottawa and Saturday against. LA. But you also have to look at uh, real quick, just yeah. to end that's in that whole entire segment. Uh, you know, leading off back to back nights with Boston and Toronto, it's like, yeah, I mean, I mean <laughs> it's like you got two playoff teams, and Toronto is is possibly. I'm not exactly sure what the the odds are right now. Toronto is probably one of the top five teams easily. Oh yeah, to to have a cup run. So you know, Montreal obviously having them was a good deal, and I think that these next three games. Uh, going, you know, for uh, Vancouver at Ottawa and, and against the Kings, I think that's a big thing because overall, when you're looking at this team, they need to get off to a hot start. So when Tom Wilson comes back in like December or whatever, and who knows when uh, Nick Backstrom comes back, I got to look at that again. The biggest thing is when it comes down to these early games, you got to win the games you got to win. I mean, when yeah. I say that, I mean against the lowly level teams because. We're fighting to make a playoff spot, and obviously when it comes down to it, just like last year, we're going to probably, because how how strong the East is, we're we're probably going to be in that back half of the playoff teams. Uh, So we'll have to see what happens, especially now that all those guys are out. We'll probably be fighting for the back half no matter what because Tom Wills is a huge part of this whole entire offense. So when you're looking at it and saying, if he's not going to be back until December, it's a lot of games. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be – I mean, for right now, it's just about staying afloat. <laughs> yeah, like right, right. Right now, it's just like hang around. Don't don't drop off too far. Um, so I, I want to hear your. I want I want to know your like little snack review here coming up. So we'll, we'll play this and then we'll get into it. Seafood crepe. Yeah, that's seafood crap. When you take a bite of that cod, it's almost like you've got a breaded condom in your mouth. It's like it's been left out for days and it's been attacked by cats. Dry and tasteless. It's dry, it's dry. How dry that is. Bland as anything. It is bland. Bland. There's no seasoning in there. Everything's bland. Bland. It's bland. Pasta's bland. I don't even think he likes the water. All right. It's time for Mike's food review. As I've been doing it the last time, I still have those cheese it puffed down here. I, I haven't even thrown them away yet. <laughs> I haven't um, moved them. <laughs> and, and I do have a snack, but I'll 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 I'll, I'll do it next week. Um, I'll because it's your turn. Mike's a snack aficionado as well, so I, I'm interested to see what you got. I will say that when I went down the Harris Teeter aisle, thinking of this segment, uh, very barren, very barren. Um, okay. You know, okay. Is, uh, uh, what, what was uh, what was um, Michael Jordan's team name? What was it, the Chicago Barons or something like that? What was the what was their their yeah? City? You're talking about the the baseball. Yeah, team. I, I yeah, forgot the, the the was it like the Birmingham Barons? Maybe Birmingham, or yeah, like that? Alabama or something. That sounds right. Yeah. All right, uh, very barren, very Birmingham Barons. There we go. There so we go. <laughs> the snack that I have, I have never seen this one before. Now, okay, the main or excuse me, the main. Uh, what do you? I'm going blank today. I was outside all day. Um, the main, <laughs> whatever uh, flavors. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. The main flavors are sea salt, white cheddar, and I okay. believe spicy queso was the other one. Ooh. So okay, this I like that third one. is popcorners. Whoop! Hit the mic. Popcorners. Cinnamon okay, this is what crunch. You're... Cinnamon crunch. Yes. All right. So popcorners. I have not really delved into the popcorners game. Uh, it's not. It just hasn't really been across my radar. Right. But I do wonder. Cinnamon Crunch is a pretty unusual flavor, so I'm I'm interested. Never seen it before, and it reminded me of Cinnamon Toast Crunch, right? Which is right, right. one of my top two cereals of all time. So I'll give it a taste here. All right. So Mike is gonna take a taste here of the Cinnamon Crunch Popcorners. I guess they're crackers. I mean, it's hard to say what they are. I mean, they're like, yeah, they're they're like triangle. Corner cracker popcorn things, um, as he's uh, taking a few down the gullet. So, for seventeen of these crisps, yeah, it's on- crisps. It's only hundred and thirty calories. 
17 of them, 130? Yeah, that's pretty solid. It's pretty yeah, solid. They're that. usually pretty, pretty, uh, I'd eat about 505, but yeah. Yeah, I wonder. What's this? There's seven servings in this bag, which I don't know if I believe that. Um, right. That's a lot of chips or crisps. So, overall, it's actually a pretty good taste. It tastes like, you know what? It tastes like a cinnamon toast crunch square that it was no milk involved. So, okay. you know how you get one that's kind of lightly seasoned? It tastes like that. Like, if I take maybe a, a handful of these things and throw them in my mouth, then I think it would taste like a regular cinnamon toast crunch because I need more uh, need more dust, as we like to call it. Yeah. Is it is it is there enough? I'm also curious. Like, is it too dry? Where like, oh, if let you me try out. these and you. Do, yeah. If you have, if you, yeah, <laughs> grab a few more. It's like I'm curious of if you have too many of these and you don't happen to have a beverage right nearby. Is that going to be a problem? Like, is that something where you're like, all right, this is kind of drying out my mouth a bit. Um, you know, what would be nice is if I had a glass yeah. of milk. Okay, so basically, you're really saying that. This is the Cinnamon Toast Crunch, like the bigger version of Cinnamon Toast Crunch yes. is kind of the vibe you're getting. Yes, because I think okay. if I had a nice little small glass of milk where I could eat a chip and have like a little sip, then it would be, you know, like having a bowl of Cinnamon Toast Crunch, but without all the calories and sugar. Okay, so that's interesting then. That, 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 that to me, that gives it some a little more potential then. If it could be, hey, for fans of Cinnamon Toast Crunch, you get the Cinnamon Crunch popcorner yeah. flavor and that way you get some of that texture that you love but not not as many calories unless you 100%. eat like five bags of them yeah interesting now i would like to do the bag technique but i can't do it with these because they're crisp they're too big um right you might accidentally poke your eye <laughs> yeah I mean, yeah i think i might get some dust in my eye um popcorner cinnamon crunch i'm just giving them a quick yeah, it's a purple bag too which, quick which i don't really like the purple bag but they're trying to make it look colorful which appeals to kids Right now on uh, like Google reviews of this snack, uh, 4.9 stars is the average rating. Out of five? For, out of five. Wow. For, for these popcorn or cinnamon crunch. Um, I'll, I'll let you give your own rating, but I, this is what I'm seeing um, as far as online goes. It seems to be something where, and I can't get an exact date on this, but it does seem to be like uh, something fairly new or at I least. I think so, yeah. At least within the last five years. Oh, these have to be because I've never or, seen these before. Or a couple years, maybe. Because I you mean, go to Costco yeah. and you get the whole entire box. That's why they have the sea salt, the white cheddar, which is my favorite, and then the um, the spicy queso, which is actually really good as well. So those are the main three that I've seen in those like huge personal boxes. But I've never seen this one. That's why I was like, hmm, I have to give it a try. Um, but, I mean, appeal, same type of bag. It's just a different color. Who cares? Um, so that doesn't really. Oh wow, this, Mike! This is only one month or so. Old. I told you. So this man. is this I've is a very it. brand new snack. Never seen it. Yeah, this is very new. And I want to keep eating them. This this website gave it an eight point three. Wow. No. This is trendhunter.com. Not gonna lie, this this pones a sea salt ones. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the cinnamon. I mean, cinnamon can be. I mean, cinnamon rolls are great. Yeah. Like, there's so many different things that cinnamon can really improve. Um, and so like, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised, but that's, that's really good news. So what is your rating? Let's say like out of 10. Okay. What is, what do you think? Uh, are we doing out of 10 or out of five? It's up to you. Well, what'd you do to the puffs? I, 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 whatever it was, it was a zero. So I don't know. <laughs> All right. So I will go out of, we'll go out of 10. Screw it. The Sultan's not here today. So, uh, my review on the popcorners, cinnamon crunch, uh, crisps. Is an yeah. eight point seven out of ten. Wow. Okay. 8. Okay. That's 7. a serious score right there. Eight point seven. Yeah. Out of ten for the cinnamon crunch popcorners. Go get them at your local store. I mean, wherever you, yeah, wherever you can buy them. Probably some grocery like, store. If you like cinnamon, I'm, I'm if you like cinnamon toast crunch, it's literally a bigger version of a piece of cinnamon toast crunch. And it, I like you know, it. And cinnamon toast crunch. Obviously, they have a lot more dust on them, but these don't. But they're these are healthier. So it's like a you get a little hint of it, but it keeps you coming back wanting more. Cinnamon toast crunch, the taste you can see, I believe was the slogan for that. Uh, what, really? The final? <laughs> yeah, I believe so. The final <laughs> lap here, ninety seconds on the clock. Some other stories in sports. We're gonna spend a lot of the time on baseball, but first, Mike, Tennessee, the thriller over Alabama. 
I, I talked about it on the show how excited I was for this game um, because I really strongly believed in Tennessee football. And man, I mean, they got it done. It wasn't uh, it wasn't pretty, but they got it done. Fifty two forty nine. And the best part of this, Mike, the goalpost celebrations. Riding those, they they took the goalposts out of the stadium. They like chucked it into a river somewhere. Yeah. It was an insane situation uh, developing on Twitter. I believe that is a tradition: is to get the goalpost right. and chuck it. It's like, I think it's called the Tennessee River. Uh, which I mean, let's come up with a better river name. Let's be honest here. Um, sure, but, sure. But overall, I mean, that was pretty crazy. I think the I got turned into, or excuse me, uh, tuned into this video of the two refs that gave the touch, or the excuse me, the 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 I guess it's good signal. That's what you want to call it. Right. Uh, I should give the signal to these crisps over here. And uh, oh, there we go. And they gave this. And they were like this. It's good. And they sprinted. Because apparently, oh yeah, 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 I saw that video. <laughs> because apparently, so obviously, cool. they were storming the field right when the kick oh, was yeah. good. I mean, you beat Bama at home, you got to do that, especially in a game like that. That's probably one of the best college football games I've during the regular season in the last couple of years. I would say I'd put it up there. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying it's the best, but I, I'd say it would it would probably be in the top five best games. What, what's last, what's better, having know, four a, or five seasons. having a game like that, or having a game like? Uh, Michigan and App State a few years ago, back in what was it, two thousand five or something like that. That's true, a big upset. I mean, because like, look, Tennessee is it beating Bama in this situation is like it's an upset of sorts, but it's I mean, Tennessee's undefeated. Like, it, it's only so much of an upset. Right. But when a like an App State or yeah, when when that sort of thing happens, I think f- for me, it's like the only thing about it that makes it different is. You know, okay, App State wins that game. You don't care about App State the rest of the season. True, true. With Tennessee in this game and Bama in this game, like there's actual repercussions to this game uh, for both teams, like moving forward and and playoffs and 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 conference and things like that. That's so that's why maybe it has a little bit greater significance. But obviously, we love a good upset, right? Right. Yeah. That's why weeks the first couple weeks of the season are the best because some scrub team always is going to upset somebody. Right. Um. And then before we move into the money line, I you know just baseball wise. You know, Padres, Phillies, and Astros all advance. Yankees and Cleveland game five is supposed to be tonight. Right now it's in a rain delay, I believe. Um, so who knows? But they pretty much have to try to get this game in tonight because the ALCS is supposed to start on Wednesday. Um, and so they kind of need to – they can't necessarily postpone this to tomorrow and then try to squeeze in the next game. The ne- I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. But right, right now I think they're they're trying to get this ha- to happen tonight. Uh, game five, it's a big one. But, yeah, one thing just to note from this is two former Nats um, uh, in the playoffs here, Mike. You got Bryce Harper for the Phils, Juan Soto, and Josh Bell, if you want to name him as well, for the Padres, all advancing to the CSs uh, in this <laughs> one. Kind of Kind of sad and happy at the same time for them. But still, kind of sucks. These yeah. are like these were like the franchise guys. <laughs> yeah, us. honestly, it's kind of crazy how you just realize what kind of team we would have because, I mean, you go back and you look at Trey Turner, Juan Soto, Bryce Hart. I mean, literally, if you name up all these guys, Josh Bell, like like you mentioned, like we would have a stacked roster. Yeah, like, we would well, just, right. we would just all pay all these guys. Stayed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like so Trey Turner was still in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, all these guys. Yeah, it, it's 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 tough to see, but right now, if I was to give my predictions for World Series, I mean the Astros just look unbelievable. I would definitely put them coming in on the East, even if it's Yankees or Cleveland, um, or from the American League, not the East. Uh, and then from the National League side, I mean, I, I like I I mean, Padres just took down one of the best teams in baseball, and the Dodgers they're a little hot right now. I don't. I don't mind. I mean, I'd be happy to see the Phillies lose. That's for sure. Right. So maybe an Astros Padres World Series. I still think Astros are going to win it all. They're too good at pitching, too good at hitting. They do it all. Astros, unfortunately, are going to probably win the World Series this year. You know what? Honestly, I'm just going to choose who I want to root for, and I'm going to go with the. Fa- I'm yeah. going to go with the fathers. I think the fathers are. Sure. Uh, you know, just just having Juan Soto, Josh Bell. You know, those kind of guys. It, it'd be fun to see them in there because it'd be a lot of offense. It would be a lot of. I guess you could say it'd be a lot of non-avoiding guys. Like for Cleveland, it's like okay, you got Jose Ramirez and maybe a, a few other pretty good players and stuff like that. Not saying they're a bad team by, by any stretch, but oh no, it's more of a like role player built team. Exactly, sure. and it's like you're looking at it, and the Padres. I mean, you got three or four guys right there in the the Machado, yeah, Machado Soto, yeah, yeah. Bell. Like, no, they're stacked. You know, it's it's yeah. like they got a stacked team, so it would be fun. 
to see, you know, all of this without Fernando Tatis Jr. Too. Yeah, exactly, and that's the, that. And that's the thing. It's kind of kind of giving me the feeling of the Braves last year without Acuna. So you're looking true, at it saying, true. "Wow, that's kind of it's, it's going to be kind of kind of crazy looking at that." But I'm going to go with the fathers. I'm going to I'm going to root for the fathers. Um, I'd be happy. Father, son, and the Holy Spirit. Right there, you go. <laughs> Let's move on to DraftKings. The money line sponsored by DraftKings. Uh, everyone, DraftKings Sportsbook is coming to Maryland. Uh, it won't be long until you can bet same game parlays, money lines, props, and more with DraftKings. But you don't have to wait to get in on the action. You can enter DraftKings Pick'em free-to-play pool every week for a shot to win a share of $15,000 in cash prizes. Joining a free-to-play pool is simple. First thing you do, you download the DraftKings Daily Fantasy app. You select pools in the menu bar and choose from a variety of free-to-play pools for a shot to win big. Soon enough, you'll be able to bet on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home with DraftKings Sportsbook. For now, dra- download the DraftKings Daily Fantasy app. Sign up using code DC Crossover to enter DraftKings Pick'em Free to Play Pool for a shot to win big. That's code DC Crossover only at DraftKings. Please play responsibly for help. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1 800 Gambler. You got to be 21 years or older, physically present in Maryland. Eligibility restrictions apply, subject to regulatory licensing requirements. See DraftKings.com slash MD for full terms and conditions. Thank you to our partner, DraftKings Sportsbook, for sponsoring this episode. And go download that uh, app, the Daily Fantasy app, and enter. Uh, again, co- promo code DC Crossover. We appreciate it. They appreciate it. Uh, let's move into our picks of the week, Mike. Uh, I think I was able to get a little bit redemption this week. I think I I don't know if I went 2-0, and but I think I at least went 1-1. and You go 1-1. and Especially yep, both especially because I had the Tennessee pick, um, so that worked out for me. You are on fire in our picks. Man, if only you could translate this over <laughs> into your, your real bets. Yeah. Uh, but you are 9-3. and I am 4-8. and I still have some work to do. This one, I mean, this is tough for me. I, I'm, I was trying to figure out the, the picks I want to make here. My dog... I'm going Iowa plus 29 against Ohio State. Ohio State, obviously the better team, right. but that's a pretty big spread. And Iowa games are always kind of ugly, and they, you know, they take their time and all that sort of stuff. So I'm just thinking, I feel like Iowa could cover 29. I don't know. That's my pick. My lock. I just looked at honestly. I just looked at the NFL games this week. I found the biggest uh, over under, and I was like, you know what, 52 points. I'm taking the under. So then I'm going <laughs> Seahawks and Chargers under 52. Uh, no real logic involved. Just found the biggest number and took the under. That is my lock. Seahawks Chargers under fifty two. Sometimes, honestly, I mean, it's a fifty fifty shot. Either you you get the under, or you <laughs> all don't. this stuff. Is, <laughs> I right. mean, honestly, I mean, I'm nine and three in this season of picks, and <laughs> I'm losing every parlay by one. It just uh, it, it feels like terrible. Anyway, so my lock, I'm honestly going with Arizona and the Saints. I mean, Thursday night, I went one and zero Thursday night last week with the Commanders uh, money line. So. You're looking at it, minus one and a half. Arizona is now getting Robbie Anderson. The reports are coming out today. Yeah, so yeah. D-Hop is back, and I don't think the Saints are that good. I mean, Andy Dalton, I think, is playing for them, but even though I saw Jameis Winston has a chance of playing or something, I don't even know what the heck's going on down there. And overall, I think the Saints are just average. I think the Saints are average, and I think they got your favorite player, Taysom Hill. Yeah, Taysom. Oh, yeah, go, 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 Mr. Hill, uh, King of the Hill. Uh, so honestly, I just think the Arizona. I mean, they got to win by two. Let's be honest here. They're at. They're right. at, It's gonna be. It's gonna be two. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be safety and nothing. Uh, these games. And, I mean, you're looking at it, two points. You got to win. I mean, D Hop is back. The Cardinals are just slightly above average. I think just ju- judging by their games recently. But overall, win by two. Right. Let's be honest here. Uh, my dogs. I'm going with OK State plus six versus Texas. I think I got okay. I got lucky uh, that they covered the five. I, now, obviously, my parlay was done at that point, even though it still covered a plus five against TCU. Uh, and I don't know how they lost by two. I, it's weird. I just went back and I saw it today. Um, but overall, Texas, they're good. But OK State, I mean, they're a really good team. So. Texas and OK State, I mean, it's in Stillwater, so they got they got the home crowd on their side. And I just think that 
they have a good good enough team to cover six points. I mean, let's be honest here. I think it's going to be a really good battle, um, and it's a, I think it's a 4.30 game or something like that, East Coast time. So overall, I think it's going to be a good game, and I think OK State can cover the six. So I got Arizona minus one and a half versus Saints on Thursday night, and on Saturday I got the Cowboys, the, the less – I guess you could say less hated Cowboys on my side, uh, right. the OK State Cowboys <laughs> versus the Longhorns of Texas plus six. Also, shout out to the Caps, who I believe are already up one nothing, and I think OV scored. Oh, so, uh, obviously those listening live Saucy. don't care because you've probably already seen the scores, but uh, just just a little note for us. Um, besides that, people, we will be back next week, of course. Uh, Talking all things Commanders. I will be talking about the Wizards beginning of their season. Caps, a lot going on here. Go please support our, our sponsor, DraftKings. Again, promo code DC crossover to enter DraftKings. Pick them free to play pool. And we will see you next week. Oh, wait, let me get. I almost forgot. Oh. I mean, how could I forget? I mean, we're talking about. This might be the reason that DraftKings reached out to us. That's what I'm thinking is that there's no other reason really. For DraftKings to to contact us, if not for oh come on John, come on John C. It's probably a good thing that John didn't come on our podcast last week and gave gave us his whole breakdown of why it's gonna be a good game and also it was twelve to seven. Yeah, that that is true. But John Z Sports from the now dead Contender Network. Uh, shout out to him. Shout out to the Bears, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see you next week. This has been another episode of the DC Crossover.